Hi, this is Jet. And this is Kaz. And, and you're listening, listening to, to the Peak, Peak Podcast. So this is our first ever podcast episode. And it's kind of weird because we're actually not out in public, which I think... Um, so we are now in public, my bad. And I think most podcasts are kind of in a private booth. Well, so it's kind of weird, studios. yeah. Not that I've ever done a podcast. Have you ever done no, a podcast? No, I've never done a podcast. Yeah, so as so you can weird. tell, we're both veterans. Yeah. Totally. But yeah. Yeah. So we're out actually here in Tokyo. And I... You've been here for about three months, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I um, I first came here in like August fourth, around there, and so I've just kind of been chilling since then. Um, I was well, I chilled for a month uh, with family, and then that's when I moved into the dorm and everything. And school started a, another month later. Huh. Okay. And I, I guess uh, talking about me, I've been here for about a year, maybe a year and a bit at this point. So yeah. So why did you come to Japan? Like, why did I come to Japan? Where did you come from? Well, I, I was born in Japan at first, and I lived here until I was four. Um, but then, kind of for the purpose of education, um, my parents wanted me to have an American education, so I moved to the U.S. and I lived in North Carolina. Um, for those of you who don't know where that is, that's on like the East Coast, kind of in the middle vertically. So like in the middle of um, New York and Florida. You're making this very bold assumption that they know where Florida is, but yeah, go on. <laughs> okay, just like in the middle of the U.S. Right. Don't worry about it, don't worry about it. Um, anyway, so, yeah, so I came back to Japan. Um, I mean, there's a number of reasons I can get into more later on, I guess, but I've always felt a sort of, like, connection to Japan that it was kind of like it's my hometown, like, it's kind of, it's kind of where I belong, which is kind of weird since I grew up in the U.S., but I never really felt that the U.S. was like truly my home, I guess. But would you call yourself American? I, call my, I would still consider myself American because there's a lot of like um, cultural kind of aspects of it, the U.S. that are still very kind of deeply rooted within me. Okay. But it's, it's a very interesting like mix between the two, I'd say. So, would you, but you're not exactly Japanese-American, right? Mm, what do you mean by Japanese-American? Like, so... I guess uh, a good example of this would be in Hawaii. Uh-huh. So a lot of people from Japan immigrated to Hawaii in like I think the 30s or something. I'm yeah. not too sure. Uh, and there's like multiple generations, and you'll, that's uh, where you'll find that it's um, a lot of people from Hawaii are actually like at least the, I think the politi- politically correct term is um, Americans of Japanese ancestry. Okay. So you have these people with like their first names being like Bob or something, and then their last <laughs> names being like I don't know Takahashi or something. <laughs> Yeah. And so it's really interesting because, you know, they're born and raised in, in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, they, they still have kind of like, I guess, remnants. I don't know if that's a good word, but remnants of their kind of historical background. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I guess this kind of also applies to Brazil. So a lot of Japanese people in the past have immigrated to Brazil. But, you know, considering the economic situation in Brazil, they're actually doing this really interesting concept called reverse immigration. So they're actually coming back to Japan. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what I would, sorry, I kind of got derailed <laughs> off topic, but that's how I would consider like... Yeah, that's the whole point of a podcast. Yeah. Just talk that's about whatever true. you want. Just like bullshit all yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. Are we allowed to swear? Fuck okay, it, sure. it's my podcast. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. Do whatever you want. Sure, sure, sure. Um, Japanese American, I guess, yeah, no, I mean, my dad is completely Japanese. He lived in Japan for like 42 years before moving to the US. My mom is Chinese American. Um, so... I don't know. I guess am I? I'm technically first generation, right? Would I, you be second gen? I even physically arrived in the U.S. before my dad. 
So, there, okay, okay. So, I, guess be I don't know, then. maybe first, second gen around there. But like, Interesting. I was the first on my Japanese side of the family to actually live abroad. Okay. Or like live in the US permanently. Well, not permanently, but you know, like growing up there. Fair, fair. And so like, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if this is completely related, but like, one thing I've noticed is that even though uh, my parents didn't raise me to really be bilingual, um, nor did I have like a huge connection, or, not connection, but like, I never really experienced Japanese culture nearly as much as other Japanese Americans, let's say. Um, but like, despite that, when I compare myself to other Asian Americans, like other Asian American friends, um, they would always know their um, like non-American culture better. They would be able to speak the language, and yet I always felt that they were more American than me. Wow. And I always felt that like I didn't quite feel right in the U.S. And which is, I don't really get why because they've had such a stronger connection to their like non-American culture. Yeah. And yet, for some reason, I it always seems like I'm kind of less connected to America in a sense. Would you say that if you did kind of like, you know, have I don't know if this is a weird way of saying it, but having a stronger kind of connection to your roots, would that actually have a paradoxical effect where like, let's say you can speak the language and you understand the culture and you, mm-hmm. I don't know, you did certain things that would relate your culture and back to you, would that actually paradoxically, like ironically, make you less of that country and actually more American in that, that case, would you say? Could be. That's an interesting idea. Because I know, I guess one close example is my mom. She. Like, her parents didn't really speak much English, so she was raised speaking Chinese. Um, well, it's this other dialect called Taishanese and a bit of Cantonese. Hell yeah. And so, and she, yeah, she was raised on that, and, like, kind of her home life was very, quote-unquote, Asian. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. So, like, um, you know, typical Asian, like, criti- very critical parents. Um, the, the food they eat, very just complete Chinese, nothing else. Did, they, did she play some instruments like the piano, maybe? She, <laughs> she <laughs> did that once, but she, uh, the, her parents weren't that kind. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. but... Um, None of this Tiger Mom stuff, right? No, not quite, not quite. But yeah, her home life was a lot more, like, unquote Asian or just Chinese than my life was Chinese or Japanese. Interesting, okay. And, but, like, my mom, she has talked about how she, like, kind of and really rebelled against Chinese culture and kind of tried to run away from it, which is probably because of all that kind of influence, kind of her parents, not necessarily like pushing the culture onto her, but just yeah. like having that exposure. She kind of tried to maybe run away from it because like, I don't know, by being in America, maybe she wanted to fit in more with like US culture or kind of just with her surroundings and everyone around her. And, I mean, this is also in like, you know, late 1900s, 20th century, weird way of saying it, my bad. 1900s, wow, it's a historical <laughs> textbook or something. No, my mom always hates it when I say that she's from the 1900s. I mean, she, you're, not wrong, wrong, you're not I'm wrong, you're not wrong. I'm not wrong, I'm not wrong. Yeah, but no. We're from the 2000s, boy. <laughs> yeah, but, I don't know, for me, I never really had that kind of same feeling of trying to run away from my other, like, cultures that I kind of grew up on, and... I don't really know why, maybe it's like kind of just how I was brought up to like perceive Japanese culture. I always was fond of it and everything. My mom, maybe she had kind of a 
maybe she received some sort of like notice outside perception of maybe her being from like Chinese culture was like a bad thing maybe not sure wow uh, yeah. does like by any chance does your dad speak Chinese or does your mom no. speak Japanese no? my mom uh, well my mom moved to Japan for a bit bit as in eight years um, she met my dad about like halfway through maybe like a few years into it and she I mean she knew a bit but she was never a very high level mm -hmm. I had a very high level Japanese especially once she met my dad she was able to rely on him for a lot of the more difficult things yeah um, for life in Japan and also the company she worked at she, um, was like a bilingual company so she could just use English a lot right yeah so yeah so the common language was English between them in the end and so like I assume they, they raised you in English if yep. that makes sense yeah, yeah. I forgot exactly how the final like decision to like just speak English was made, but like, right. yeah, because so I was born in Japan, right? And until I was four years old, for four or five years old, I was only speaking Japanese for the most wow. part. Yeah, okay. yeah, and um, and once I moved to the U.S., I started speaking more and more English, just because right. you know, so because like preschool, school, whatever. Outside, I was always using English. My dad, or like when my parents communicate, they always talk in English to each other. And at first, my dad was using quite a bit of Japanese with me. And I was also going to a Saturday school for a couple years in Japan, or not in Japan, in the US. Um, and so my Japanese was still like okay, I guess, at that point. But eventually, everyone in my family just spoke like English only, um, with you know, like. A word or two here and there in Japanese, but yeah, mostly English. So. Right. Huh. So it's it's always English. So it's like I guess yeah. mostly. For, yeah. I mean, recently I've been using Japanese more with my dad, but yeah, pretty much just English. That, that's really interesting because, like, I guess you know, from a from perspective of uh, a parent, you're you're essentially kind of like killing off two languages at this point, right? Like, no offense, but that's true. That's true. Like, so you have your mom's language, your dad's language. Or yeah, actually, my mom was, mom was yeah. trying to speak to me in Cantonese at first, but she gave up. And wait, wait, that's actually wait. So I started to cut you off, but like yeah. your upbringing is like almost identical to mine. Oh, that's true. But I, I didn't really right. recognize that until now, but yeah. yeah. Let's talk about let's talk a bit about yours. No, it's it's, it's basically the same. So I was born okay. here. Um, so, uh, and when I was like three, I moved to Malaysia, so not the US. Uh -huh. um, I guess the key difference being, well, actually my mom's a native Cantonese speaker. Mm -hmm. My dad's a native Japanese speaker. Um, we grew up, I grew up in Malaysia, so I grew up kind of speaking mostly English. A little bit of Malay here and there, but a little bit of Cantonese here and there, but not, not really like growing up. Mm -hmm. Mostly Japanese actually, because yeah. my dad uh, and my mom can speak Japanese, mm -hmm. okay, funnily enough. Um, so yeah, so I think at some at the early stages they tried to raise me like trilingual or something, but it ended up not working out because I kept mis mixing every single language there was. <laughs> yeah, I understand. So in one language there'll be like three and a half. Sorry, in one sentence, my bad. There'll be three and a half languages, mm -hmm. like you know, yeah, English, like, Cantonese, Japanese, and a little bit of like you know baby bullshit. Uh, it's like yeah. mumble your words around, <laughs> that kind of thing. That's interesting. So I think yeah, similar. And but I guess I lived in Malaysia until I was like. I don't know, like 18, 19, moved here afterwards, and yeah, it's, it's exactly the same as you, basically. Mm. Maybe, except like, I feel like, a, I don't know, I've only been to the U.S. once. Okay. Um, I oh, went right, to a British school. Yeah, yeah right. for holidays, well, um, 
Winterbury School, uh, and, but in Malaysia it's very multicultural, um, everyone speaks different languages, and obviously the culture is very different mm -hmm. to the US. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, now that I think about it, it's quite similar, right? Yeah, wait, so, wait, how much Cantonese do you know? Uh, I definitely know what that means. Like, I, I, can, <laughs> I can say shit, no, I can't say shit, sorry, but I can understand shit. Okay. But it's like roughly basic shit. Um, so right. it's quite sad because I can't communicate effectively to my grandparents. Uh, um, they only speak Cantonese. Yeah, uh, I think they also speak Chai, Mandarin, and Hokkien because they were originally from some part of China. Okay. And when the communists took over, they swam across the river or something. I don't, I don't know how true that story is. Maybe they drove, but um, yeah, I, that sounds kind of real though. Like you swam across the river to Hong Kong or something. Yeah. I'm not too sure, but yeah, it's it's very interesting because I guess like on one hand you want to try and be in touch with your roots. I think. Yeah. Right, because. You know, like that's who you are, right? Yeah. You, know, you are a part of your mom and you are part of your dad too. Uh, but also, like, it is possible to be part of too many cultures, to, to learn mm. too many languages, you know? Like, how realistic is it for someone to learn, let's say, four languages, four different languages as well? Yeah, because, you know, I've heard some, I don't know, like, how grounded in truth this is, but I have heard some things about how, like, when you know more languages, you kind of s sacrifice how well you know a single language. I'm right. not sure if that's true or not. I just kind of saw that somewhere. I feel like, yeah, to, to, uh, to some extent. Because some extent. Like, if you learn like 16 languages, like, there's no way you're going to be able to communicate like, amazingly. In, in, like, let's say you're not going to become a doctor in one. Mm. It's, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Recently, like, so, I mean, I'm not fluent in Japanese, but, you know, it, enough to communicate well enough. Um, and as I've been speaking more and more Japanese recently, just, you know, living in Japan, right. I've noticed that I've begun, like, mixing my languages up a lot more. And, like, so when I speak in English, I have a tendency to forget a very simple word in English, but, like, immediately, like, know what it is in Japanese. And so then when I'm speaking to someone who knows both languages, I just kind of, you know, mix yeah. them together. Sometimes I just switch to Japanese and back to English, so mix the words in them in, in each sentence I say so that's I guess that's kind of similar to how one like learning one or like improving one language kind of is making the other one a bit worse per se right that, have you had that since coming to Japan or just speaking Japanese or? I've had phases so like mm -hmm. I've been here in Japan for like a quite, a, quite a bit longer maybe almost a year longer than you have actually okay, um, okay. but so when I when I first came here um, I, I would say I started out with a decently like high level of Japanese I'd say like uh -huh. not necessarily in, in an academic sense but I could always get by you know like I basically like I understand what everyone's saying yeah. like in day-to-day -day life not definitely definitely not in academia <laughs> yeah. I went to like a neurobiology class didn't understand shit um, <laughs> so there, there goes my level of Japanese but and, and I think the, the way I sound is like it's, it's like sound okay I guess like my pronunciation mm -hmm. um, and so I, I think maybe we started out in quite, like, I don't know, slightly different place, uh, places. Uh -huh. uh, and with my English, I guess, um, yeah, I guess English is definitely my, my go-to language, my native language, mm -hmm. for sure. Like, I think in English. I sometimes say, I don't know if anyone's going to understand this, but I think my, um, like, my engine is running natively in English. <laughs> I think. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. So like, I, I can, like... I guess I'm not really thinking in English when I speak in Japanese because I'm coming up with like responses on the spot yeah. and stuff but especially if it's like kind of I'm not sure if deep stuff is the best way to describe it 
So like let's say you know things about my future or things about how things certain things should operate. Mm. It's always in English. It's never mm, technical enough in, in Japanese, I would say. So, um, where's I going with this? <laughs> Where you started? Ah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so mixing the. I think I had phases where I kind of did mix both. Yeah. But I feel like the people that I hang out with don't necessarily have the best. Like, if you kind of think of it as a Venn diagram. Okay. Um, so like, let's say on one side. Like one, one Venn diagram is like Japanese and the other Venn diagram is English and then the crossover is kind of like you can speak both mm -hmm. but within the people that can speak both it's not like they can speak both at the best level necessarily it's like you'll, you might prefer one over the other right? oh, okay, okay. so if you're given the option you would speak this uh, like let's say you had to speak solely in one language mm -hmm. then you pick one over the other um, and so I feel like you know, like I think it, it depends on who you hang out with, I guess. That's true. Because if you hang out with bilingual people, yeah, they mix the shit all over the place. But if you don't, then there's no reason to. Mm. Um, so I feel like for me, yes, I've had phases where I mix everything, but I think uh, at least at the start and now, and now, so like quote unquote at the start and quote unquote at the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, oh, sorry, at the end, I've kind of been just sticking to one at the time. Okay, good. Yeah. But is it like? Hey, like when you had the phases when you mix the languages, yeah, was it not necessarily purposefully, but like uh, I don't want to say this. I don't know. Okay, like for me, I for I literally just forget how to say something in English, and I know how to say it in Japanese, so I just kind of throw it in, throw ah, that word in. So it's not because that it's more convenient, or like it describes the thing that you want to say better. Sometimes that is the case, but recently a lot of it's just I don't remember the word in English. Wow. Oh, like I can remember it if I s take a moment to think about it. Yeah. But like, if I were to completely speak without pausing at all, then you would hear like some a uh, few Japanese words mixed in with my sentences. Right. I, I'm not sure if I ever have that. Like, just because I don't. I, I guess it kind of does make sense for things that only really exist in Japan, like in Japanese. Like, for example, um. Mendokusai uh, or something it might be a, a Japanese kind of idea, and I'm sure there's lots of like I can't think of any on the spot right now. Yeah, that kind of thing. It's it doesn't really exist in English. Yeah, it's so, hard to translate. But just forget. I don't think I've done much forgetting, like because I think the other day um, somebody asked yeah. me, uh, so she knew how to say it in Japanese. She was like, oh, how do I say tomawari? And I was like, oh yeah, it's it's like roundabout detour or something. Yeah. She's like, oh yeah, right. Yeah, that kind um, of thing. Yeah, it doesn't really happen to me. I think. Okay. Okay. I wonder how that happens. It might just depend on the person, I guess. Because, like, maybe for, like, people who are bilingual, they yeah. might be also used to separating the languages. But, like, especially if they've only spoken to Japanese with their parents and yeah. they speak to English with everyone else, those people might be good at, like, using both and kind of just switching back and forth. But, like, I know other people, like... Like, for example, like, sorry, speaks to her parents in Japanese. Right, right. Right, and so, but she still has that problem, so. Oh, just FYI, sorry, is just someone else who is uh, sitting across us on the podcast, but not listening to us because she's working, obviously. <laughs> yeah. You're busy. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I guess that kind of explains it, because I don't really hang out with people who can speak, like, not necessarily can speak both, but do speak both, I guess, is, okay. is maybe the, the key point here. Yeah. So it's like when we stick, when we talk in one, we stick to one. When we talk in the other one, we stick to the other one. But mm. we don't like actively mix them around. I guess is the. I feel like that happens a lot in siblings, like really? especially in like a half family or something. 
Like I'm sure like they do a lot of mixing. Yeah. I do think so. Yeah. Um, I do have this friend. She. Well, she's a bit different because like her. I think her parents make her or wanted her to speak um, to her siblings in Japanese before and now yeah. they just kind of speak in Japanese like I just when they text I don't know they just use Japanese wow um, I'm not sure about English though maybe I, I guess we could try it might be a weird like you know inaccurate social experiment but what we could try is um, try and encourage everyone for like a solid maybe one to three months to just try and like balance a certain ratio of Japanese English words within a given sentence. Oh. Like, so at least, like, okay, so let's say, like, for a certain group of people, try 70% English, 30% Japanese uh -huh. or something, or like arbitrarily, like, 50 50 or something. Let's yeah. see how that turns out. That could be interesting. I think it's hard to really control that. Yeah. Especially when you're talking. Um, sometimes, sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What, like, what kind of hypothesis would you be thinking of? Like, what, what kind of results are you expecting? So I guess in your case, so like if everyone's like you, right? Okay. Like, they might be, yeah, they might take a while to maybe come up with certain words that are frequently used in the other language. Uh -huh. So let's say you have a sentence like, I don't know, uh, I, it's, it's kind of hard to think on the spot, but let's <laughs> say, oh, I don't want to do that. That's so main looks like. But so that's so the first half. I don't want to do that. That's so main looks like, right? So um, my my thinking is maybe the opposite. So. What's the Japanese way of saying I don't want to do it? What's the English way of saying Mendoxai? Feel like tedious, maybe. Well, like, I can't roughly. be bothered or something, right? Yeah. Can't be asked. So. So. Yarizakunewa. Uh, wait. I can't be bothered. Like, I feel like the opposite oh, that will be hard. feels so weird. Yeah, it does, because obviously one is a more um, natural, I guess. Yeah. So I feel like what would happen is you'll end up having these um, sentences where it's it's re it's much much harder to say in one way than uh -huh. the other way. Mm. Um, like yin and yang almost, but the yang is bigger or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like maybe? I don't know if I could do that, if I could just like switch those. Like I could say like... Like I could say, ah, oh, so yaritukunewa. That sounds so menokusai. Then it's yeah. like you have the ratio. But yeah, I don't yeah. think I would be able to replace menokusai with like, oh, I can't be bothered. Or like, there's certain Yo. words that have to be in Japanese or else they feel so precision. Yeah, wait, wait, we, what we could natural. do, this is like the nerdiest thing I can think of, but what okay. we could do is we could assign some words a particular value. For example, Mendoxai uh -huh. would be really up there, right? Because yeah. you would, like, I'm sure there's some science behind this actually, but they, they could, you could assign that as a higher value, for example, um, as in like the Japanese is much more prevalent than it is in English. So uh -huh. let's say, I don't know how we would do the research, maybe we'd read a bunch of fucking like texts and stuff and see yeah. which ones come up over other ones. So like, let's say Mendoxai comes up like, Significantly more than I can't be bothered. Just run it through the sentence. Like just run it through some code and just for, uh, check for frequency. No, but it's got to be organic, right? Because because uh, like how many bilingual texts are out there that actively mix both? Right? Oh, that's okay. So we're gonna have to have probably organic data that comes from like oh. our conversations, or whatever, right? Wait, or you could like take a recording of some people talking bilingual. That's true. And then just have a transcript of that and see what comes up. That's a bit min looks like though, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> Great use of thank the you, Thank you, thank um, But yeah. yeah, we could assign a particular score and see which frequency, like see which words have the greatest frequency, as in like, I guess affinity might be a good word? Mm. Affinity over some uh -huh. preference or something like that? I do have another idea. Yeah. So just kind of thinking about our podcast. Yeah. We could have some episodes where we try to do a bilingual podcast. <gasps> Yo, and okay, okay, okay. 
you know, and then you could you could um, reach out to a broader audience, people who are trying to learn like English speakers trying to learn Japanese or Japanese speakers that are trying to learn English could be interesting for them too. I, I would actually argue the opposite. I would say that actually brings us to a narrow audience because the people who can fully experience uh, podcasts are people who can do both. I that's guess. true. That's true. Right. You know that actually have, might be good though. We can just have a variety of them. Sure. We could try to <laughs> try to do one only in Japanese. That, that's that not going to go well. That's not going to go well. I'll try. I can try. Um, no, we got. We have to take some of our Japanese friends. Pull yeah, them for in. sure. But you know, you need to carry yeah. the conversation. We'll just like shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let them talk. Oh, that that would be that actually that's a good idea. I think because mm-hmm. um, like although that is a narrow market for a podcast, mm-hmm. like I don't think anyone. It's a blue ocean, right? Like no one else is doing that. Mm. Like blue ocean, as in unlikely. Like, yeah. Yeah. The economic term. Yeah. Oh, that. So then, like, we would literally be, be targeting people who can speak both English and Japanese, which is, like, not too many people. I think it, would, it could just be a fun idea for us, too, to just be, um, kind of see how that goes. Yeah. Also, yeah. I've never heard you mix languages. I, I feel like I don't, though. Before. Yeah, you yeah, don't. Um, I think it's, I'm not too sure exactly why, but I think it's because I can express myself probably well and, well like, better in English, uh-huh. I think. Okay. Like, significantly better. Um, I've got a lot more vocabulary to articulate my thoughts um, <laughs> is one way of saying it yeah but I feel like also my personality changes a lot and it's incompatible oh, yeah, yeah. that is yeah that is something I've been thinking about kind of how there's like it's kind of like we have two different profiles yeah for, for sure, our for sure. like depending on what language we speak so like wait okay what 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 are those like profiles like for you for me like Japanese is like fucking like it's good like uh, it's a, uh, you know they've got morals uh-huh. they, they listen to rules they respect others um, they're very like sunel you know they'll okay. listen to what other people have to say like not necessarily listen as in, in the sense that like um, like I'm gonna understand what you're saying I'm trying to like you know, empathize with you kind of thing but mm-hmm. listen as in like I'll just say yes to whatever you're asking for mm. so you, you know like demand request accept kind of thing right? yeah. um, but I think in English it's kind of almost the opposite it's very it's like a very fuck you. I'm doing my own thing. <laughs> very direct, maybe. Very yeah. I I would say too direct. Like uh-huh. you know, I like giving people backhanded slaps verbally. <laughs> okay, um, okay. Yeah, but if I really want to be mean, that but is. But very like, you do what you want to do. Yeah, it's very like I don't know. Like I'm doing my own thing. Like fuck you. I'm breaking the rules. Like I'm crossing yeah. the, the red lights. Uh, I'm jaywalking. Um, <laughs> so I feel like yeah, maybe to a large extent, it's very uh, incompatible. I'd say. Okay. What about, what about yours though? For me? You, you say it's different or is it the same? Sometimes, same sometimes, sometimes. So like, um, well, I mean, I'm still working on like getting used to using Japanese more. And because like I never, because I never really spoke in Japanese back in the US, I don't have much speaking practice. Right. So I'm still kind of working that up and also just getting used to switching back and forth. Mm-hmm. But from the, like, like it's kind of weird how my Japanese works. I'm, like I have good days and bad days. I have good times and bad times. Right, just like your drawing? So, yeah, 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 it's just like that. So, like, yeah. sometimes my Japanese will be coming out so fast. Like, I'll be thinking in Japanese. My Japanese, like, I don't think to talk at all. Right. Other times, um, I have a lot of issues trying to figure out how do I form this sentence? What is the word for this very simple idea? Right. So, like, yeah, but just taking kind of examples from those good times. Mm. Um, also depends on who I'm talking to, I guess. Right, because um, is, yeah. is that to do with cable or no? Um, sometimes, but not really. Also, just kind of like, 
the way okay you know how like I said like we have different profiles depending on what language we speak for sure I, I like the word profiles by the way it's like it's not Profile? necessarily personalities because yeah. like you have a personality but it's encompassed by your profiles mm-hmm. whatever right yeah yeah so like I don't know like I guess between Keigo, um, for those of you who don't know, Keigo is just like a respectful way of speaking in Japanese. I feel like um, in, in English it's hard to describe because we don't change our language when we speak in a polite in form. That's true. But in Japanese, like every word has a kind of a replacement word, which is the more polite form. Yeah, there's like different words, different conjugations, different this and that. Yeah, and so I, it's hard to describe, but it's kind of like speaking as though you're writing an email, maybe. Mm. This might, might be the closest thing. So you wouldn't yeah. oh, it's like ask how... your coworkers like... You know, can I, give, give me the pen, right? Or could yeah. I get the pen? But you wouldn't like, say, would it be possible for you to pass me the pen? Like, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like, like that. Um, like kind of, <coughs> sorry. Um, like the kind of Jap or English that you use in like written text. I like, aside from mails, like uh, books and stuff. That kind of English is yeah, it's like really academic, good. I guess, or like polite. In a sense, yeah. But um, technical. Yeah. So for me, English. I mean, you kind of maybe have a bit of kind of maybe you've got an idea about like what my persona is like in English just by from you know talking in this podcast. But well, other I get very reflective in English, but that's also I think kind of related to what you were talking about. How you said um, kind of deeper ideas, right? Talking, thinking about your future, analyzing this and that. Maybe you'll you're. English vocabulary and just kind of, I guess because of your vocabulary and like uh, grammar knowledge, that gives you access to more deep thinking. I think I think um uh, what, what, there's a Nobel Prize winner um I think David Cameron or something I'll have to double check but he wrote the the book Thinking Fast and Slow. Okay. And in that, I think one of the first few chapters, he talks about like doctors. It's really important for doctors to know specific names for every single bone and every single like. I don't know, like type of disease that there is, because oh. if you, you can't just say I broke my arm, I broke my foot, uh, you know, it's, it's my, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know, it's like I broke my T2 fibula, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I don't even think that's the arm, but it's, <laughs> the leg, it's yeah. I, I, I don't know, but yeah, you need to have a very specific terms because you need to be able to identify exactly what it is. Yeah. And so the more words you have for it, the more like specific you can get. Yeah, yeah. And like apparently, like so, uh, I actually did this in my one of my presentations, but apparently in Russian. There's two different words for blue. Like dark blue uh, and light blue are completely different colors. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. So there's Galuboy and Riba, I think. I don't know. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Russian speakers correct me. Um, <laughs> but uh, what, what they think is that they, they looked at the distribution between, like, let's say, Chinese and Japanese speakers, where yeah. like blue and uh, green are basically the same thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know about Chinese. I don't remember, but. Nah, I'm not too sure either. But uh, and they looked at Russian speakers, and what they found was like Russian speakers were a- better able to identify different shades of blue. And so maybe this is just like a weird analogy to come up with that shows that like your linking, your linking, your thinking directly affects your seeing, and mm. therefore potentially your thinking as well. Like, right? so. oh yeah, that was also something in my ninth grade history course. We watched this video about how in I forgot if it's Africa. I want to say it's Africa. Some one of those, one of the African languages, or some of them. Yeah. They have like distinct words for different shades of, like a lot of shades of green because there's a lot of forest around them. Wow. And so, they're able to see, um, like distinguish and see more, like shades of green than we are. So like, they could come up with like a few shades of green, and to us it might all look exactly the same. 
but to them they're able to see the difference because they have a word for it. Right. So yeah, same thing. That also reminds me that um, I think it's actually rude to say Eskimos nowadays. I think the proper term is Inuits. Mm. Uh, they have like 20, 30 different words for ice. Oh. Right. And like, uh-huh. but we I think uh, on a visual level we could be able, we will be able to be able to like identify like what the difference between like I don't know powdery snow and like like glassy snow is for okay. example. But I don't think we'll be able to give them specific names to be able to easily identify the difference between them. We'll mm. just call it ice. You know, oh, or like yeah, snow. That's true, that's true. We have like four words, but they have like twenty something words, right? Or maybe thirty words. So I think, yeah, you've got a really good point there. It's like the more you know, the more you know, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but I guess going back to kind of my the, those profiles, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. In English, I'm definitely more reflective. Yeah. I think a lot more, and like I think about a lot more, and just a lot, yeah, more in general. Um, in Japanese. I've had moments where like where, like my highest point of like how deeply I'm thinking is only so high like maybe like a solid 10% of me in English I don't Your know full brain power <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, yeah and then the difference between Kegel and just kind of casual speaking I guess in, when I'm speaking casually at like you know my good Japanese days I get very I don't know how to say this. I don't want to say boisterous, but like boisterous. All right. Why do you say that? Maybe not quite. Maybe not quite. I don't know if that's the right word for it, but I get very. I don't know. Kind of a more masculine friendliness. I really don't. Friendly. I like that. I I really don't know how to explain this. Masculine. Wait. But like, okay, you don't have this kind of friendly. That's like you know all nice and whatever. You're nice people talking to people. This is more like. Um, you know how like male and female friendships are very different. Male friendships they're very direct. They're very there's a lot more like teasing maybe each other that kind of thing. Is this like across like regardless of what language you speak or just in general? No, in Japanese casual speaking. Oh, in, in Japanese. This like, is how okay, like, okay, yeah. ca- Japanese casual speaking. And so like I don't know why and I don't know how to explain it. What it's like. I'd have to I'd have to do one of these podcasts with you on one of my good casual Japanese days. And okay, okay, so we'll see. have to pick it up at some point. Like, you'll, you'll text me one day, like at fucking 2 a.m. It's like, oh, bro, it's a, it's, a, it's a good Japanese day. We gotta start a podcast right now. I'll be like, <laughs> yeah, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll fucking, like, I don't know, maybe I'll make fun of the other person just kind of teasing them. Right. This and that. Um, I don't know. I, I guess a, a precursor to this, uh, for those who may might not know too much about Japanese, is that. There's actually like more ma- masculine ways of speaking and f- uh, feminine ways of speaking. Mm-hmm. I think the most obvious example is the way you refer to yourself. Mm-hmm. So guys have like two options, basically. Well, I guess three options, but basically two options. Um, and girls have one option. Um, and like there's just a couple. Yeah, but I guess they're not really as common. Maybe it's not. At least they're not as different. Like yeah. there's atashi. Atashi and otashi. which is like a cuter version of saying watashi. Which is actually sometimes I say. <laughs> Atashi? Yeah, I actually, oh, I'm actually quite feminine in Japanese sometimes, yeah. Um, but things like, uh, if, you, if you eat something, let's say you're at a restaurant, and you're like, oh, umai, that's very, like, masculine. Mm-hmm. If you go, oishi, that's, that's feminine. Yeah. Umai. So, uh, I guess to, to make the distinction clear, there's, like, unlike in uh, maybe English, there's no, I think when English, there's no real way to kind of distinguish a masculine, I guess on the, gramma- the grammatical and or, like, vocabulary sense, yeah. there's no guy way of speaking. Um, 
Yeah. Maybe aside from like a tone of your voice or something, yeah. but that's not, not, but not nearly as much as Japanese. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I guess in Japanese, like, there is this kind of, like, feminine-masculine distinction, perhaps? Yeah. Um, well, also, yeah. I... Okay, well, it's not necessarily... Rather than saying more masculine, it's more, like, my way of speaking, casually, is very... It's just strong. Kind of, like... Like, a, kind of having, like, a strong personality. A strong Like, okay. the way I speak is more... Clear... Like, uh, you mean, like, direct, or...? Maybe, like, a bit of, kind of, more direct, more... I don't know, you'll have to see, you'll have to see. Okay, well, yeah. we'll do it in the... You guys gotta <laughs> tune in for the next podcast. Well, not the next, but at we'll, some point, We'll see when know? it comes, we'll see when it comes. Maybe um, we will highlight it, so you guys will have to keep listening, who knows? And then, my Kegel way of speaking, I don't know, there's nothing special about it, I think. It's just... Oh, I, I get... I generally get a bit more quiet, but... It, actually, no. You know, if it's a good Japanese day, I can still still speak. It's just not. It's more quiet. Okay, I realize I used the same word there. The first quiet I meant by like not speaking as much. The second one is like literally not loud. Like the volume of your yeah, voice. Yeah, my kind the of volume thing. of my voice. Like when I uh, speak casually, I get a lot louder. More like kind of. It sounds like I'm passionate about something. Or, um, or drunk, or is that? Not? <laughs> or drunk. Hey, I don't know. Intoxications evolve right now. No, no, not right now. Not right now. Um. You yeah, guys will be but, able to tell though. <laughs> but no, I don't know. I guess you could even distinguish it as like the t- two different kinds of being drunk. Right. So like for me, casual sp- like just talking with a friend in Japanese, casual speaking, it's it's more like the kind of drunk that's more talkative, more like imagine like you just put your arm around your friend and just start kind of talking about random shit. Yeah, right. it's like it's like yeah. You're yeah, laughing about like, everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, my polite kind of speaking Japanese is more like the quiet type of getting drunk. Right. Yeah. So it's kind it's of like that. Feel. I I think this is an interesting thing to be said here, where it's like maybe it's like it's more prevalent in girls and guys, perhaps. Uh-huh. But uh, I've heard that your pitch changes when you when you change languages. Mm. So like. Um, Let's say you're you're a native speaker in both. Uh, when you speak Japanese, it's a little bit higher, as they say. Mm, it's supposed to be, but I have I have met one or two people whose voices go lower in Japanese, which is interesting. But I think usually it's supposed to be higher. Yeah, just straight up gangsters in Japanese. Although sometimes there's also, I think when you're less familiar with a language, you end up speaking a bit higher, just kind of maybe it's nervousness or whatever. You question everything. It's everything's less, a question. Because it's like it's also like less you're less confident about it. And I guess that confidence also leads, like having confidence makes you able to talk in a very in a lower voice, maybe. Good, yeah, I actually that's, that's a, a good point. for some people. Uh, maybe, because I guess we associate questions with a higher, like, mm. kind of ascending. Like I don't know what the right word is. Yeah, it's like, be sure? Like, you know, mm. I don't know what the, I think there's a linguistic term for like that lifting effect. Um, yeah. But yeah, so maybe that's, that's got to do with it. Mm. Oh, also, it depends on how close I am to the person. So, like, even if I'm using that kind of kamiguchi, like, casual speaking in Japanese. Yeah. If I'm, like, for someone I'm more close to. Right. Um, I You know, that kind of, what I was trying to describe, that personality kind of comes out. But, like, even if I'm using that casual way of speaking, so, like, as in, like, the um, grammar vocabulary is, like, kamiguchi, the casual yeah. form of Japanese. Even if I'm using that, if I'm not as close to the people I'm talking to, 
I just stopped talking almost completely. Wow. So like, like I'll contribute one sentence every here and there, but like, it's not even just confidence. Like words just don't come to my brain in those situations. Like there was a time the other week um, before my club practice where I was talking to a couple friends um, in Japanese and my Japanese was like, you know, what I was explaining earlier, it was just kind of smoothly coming out, I was talking a lot. It's one of those good days? Yeah, one yeah, of those good days. Good day. I was kind of joking around, teasing the guy, making fun of him. Hell yeah. And, um, but then like 20 minutes later, we like, not 20 minutes, like, so we were walking and then I met up with some of the people from my club and like immediately, I just stopped talking nearly as much, words stopped coming to my head. I just couldn't think of anything to say. Wait, so so this is not a personality thing? Like, no, so it's it just, would never happen in English, for example? I don't think, no, no, no. Because yeah, in English, you can put me in any situation, I can still talk. As in, but like, do you though? Like, would you ever shut up in English? I mean, I can if I wanted to. But, but I'm like, talking like, though? sometimes. Okay, no, because But like, in Japanese, it's yeah. more like, it's not a choice. Uh, I just can't think of anything to say. Fair, fair. Okay, so it's it's more like an ability thing as opposed yeah. to like a personality. Thing. I don't know if that's like a language ability thing, probably, or if it's something else, but... No, because I was, I was going to say like, I feel like a lot of people do that in English despite them being like, let's say the best read person or the most articulate person or... Because that's just who they are, right? That's the, you know, it's the personality, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's yeah. very interesting. I'm not sure. I mean, I guess like you're kind of back to the fact that you're in, you're in Tokyo, but you're in a kind of a, a club. And it's like a serious club, right? It's like a sweat club, you know? <laughs> and I, I don't mean sweat as in like, you know, they go to saunas every day. <laughs> Although that would be nice. Sauna club? <laughs> sauna club. That would be kind of nice. They have a udon club, so. Fair. Some interesting clubs out there. I think uh, maybe we should invite the Finnish people here and we'll have a start a sauna club. <laughs> Who knows? Anyways. But, yeah, I think, especially in those kind of environments, you you have to speak Japanese, I assume, right? Because, like, they don't yeah. speak English. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I feel like um, you're basically setting yourself up for success, right? How do you feel like? What do you mean? In what situation? Like in like improving, like speaking Japanese, I guess. Because if you have to speak Japanese, you'll get better at it. That's what I'm thinking. But I, mean, I will get better at it, I guess. And then I guess I wonder if it probably is partially a confidence thing. Right. Like it's even if it's not a choice, it's not like I'm too nervous to speak Japanese. But that nervousness, like lack of confidence, could also affect. Um, like what I'm thinking okay, but also yeah. also it might just be like the kind of Japanese that I'm most comfortable with or familiar with might be that extremely casual like not casual on a, like a language level but literally like what I'm saying cas- is casual like for example someone like I'm friends with but not super close with I'm not gonna start like making fun of like teasing them or anything right so but like Maybe if that's the kind of Japanese that I'm most like skilled in or comfortable with, then I guess that's only that only appears when I'm talking to someone I'm that close with. Ah, uh, okay, okay, yeah, makes sense, makes sense. So in in other words, you you can like if you were to expand that, mm, like, you'd be more comfortable in more situations. I guess so. Yeah. So like, imagine. I don't want to say a box. Let's say like. Okay, let's say a box. You have this okay. very tall box. box, okay? It's cardboard or? Sure, cardboard, or if you, you know, we can make it like a clear plastic color code. We're gonna put some sand in it, okay? Some colored sand. Color, okay. Okay. What color is it? It's very bottom, what color? Yeah, <laughs> is it pink? Is it pink? Um, let's say 
blue. Blue, okay, kind of blue. okay, sorry. Yeah, blue. Let's say a blue at the bottom. I will not specify the shade because it's too much work. But there's a sort of blue at the bottom, and that represents my vocabulary and like ability to speak. And that's the most casual level. Okay, and that's like, let's say you got a, you can't, okay, you can't see my hand, but there's a solid chunk of sand right there. Like as a percentage, how, how much as of the box would take up? Maybe a solid, ooh, I don't know. Like 20%? It's also a gradient. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this is it's a gradient. It's a gradient, okay, it's complicated. Okay. It's yeah. gradient. Cause like, basically, you know, I don't know if you wanna keep, let's keep using the box, but it's, it okay, might, it's right. basically a spectrum, okay? It's a spectrum. Yeah, yeah. With sand. It's <laughs> a sand spectrum. Sand. Yes. So on one side, you have extremely casual at the yeah. bottom of the box. Extremely casual, like your way of speaking, the, the thoughts you have, grammar, everything. At the very top, we're gonna have that, that's gonna be red, red sand. Okay. And that is gonna be like more formal, cable, that kind of Japanese. And in the middle, purplish sand, okay? And that kind of towards the middle level will be, let's say when I was talking to my um, club mates, who like I'm close to, but not super close to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm getting it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really not understanding this, but yeah. <laughs> at the bottom is like me talking. Where am I going with this? Yeah, are you trying to describe like a sandwich of sorts? Or? <laughs> I don't know. Should I just give up? On, I might just give up on that one. I mean, you can keep going, but I'm, I'm a bit yeah. lost, is what I can tell you. I'm lost too, it's okay. Okay. It well, was, so, so we have a box that. It was just kind of a. Okay, that was, the whole point of that was just to. Be, try to visualize mm. my language ability. Right. Your your language ability is like a, a box know. of sense. <laughs> <laughs> I don't the, know. The, the blue ones uh, are, blue. are deep. Embedded. I just have okay. I just have a wider range of vocabulary and grammar and everything, as like at the very casual level. Right. And then <laughs> we can try to imagine this as stairs. Tears? <laughs> oh, like like tears. Tears. Okay. Uh, let's do tears. Let's do tears. Okay, tears, okay. Tears. That that would make sense. So then, when I talk to other people, you go up a tier in like the level of formality. Ah. And okay. Then, yeah, yeah, I'm getting. I'm but getting. like, okay, imagine floors. Like in a building. Like, like, like in a elevator building. floors. Okay. Floors yeah. in a building. Yeah. Okay. First floor. The ceiling is so high. Okay. Ceiling's high. Yes, and I and I can jump as high as I want. Yeah. Okay, and I don't hit my head on the ceiling. Yeah. Now that kind of is uh, a, a kind of symbolism representation mm. of how I'm not limited when I speak at that casual level, super casual level. Ah, I can jump as limited. high as I want. Yeah. And I pretty much won't hit my head on the ceiling. Yeah. Now I go up a floor, and that that floor is a bit uh, the ceiling is a bit uh, lower. Yeah. And so I can't jump too high. I can yeah, make, you know, hop heads. a little bit. Yeah. And so each floor has a different height. Like it's progressively getting smaller and smaller. Not necessarily. Oh. I'm not too sure because like. Oh, well, I guess it's, it's yeah. random. Because like, it's not necessarily random. It's just based on like how comfortable I am speaking in that kind of situation. Right. So like. But I think more or less it would be overall like getting smaller. Yeah. Just because you know. Um, Tamaguchi, casual talk, casually speaking, is more you know, easy in Japanese in general. 
I, I guess for you it would be. So. No, no. Oh, but you uh, you work in a Japanese environment. No, so. I, I mean, I would say like I would agree with you, but some people like learn Japanese formally. Oh, that that's sense, true. Right? So they don't really know what the casual form is. Right. Because they're like you know the textbook it doesn't really say like. Right. People who learn yeah. Japanese from scratch. Right, uh, from scratch as in like using a textbook or like as a very like, traditional methods I'd say yeah so like no like as opposed to people who like grow up speaking it or yeah, just kind yeah. of in, took it naturally yeah cause like I guess if you like lived here for a couple of years and you like I don't know learned by osmosis or something mm. then it's a different story mm. but if you like had a you know, textbook kind of upbringing yeah. in terms of your Japanese career or something. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, you would you would be speaking very formally because I, I feel like that's how some people actually speak here. Like, um, not gonna name any names. Uh, not that it matters, but I feel like that's actually a thing. Like, mm-hmm. some people find it speaking formally to be a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, I do notice that. Yeah, it, it's weird because I'm old now, right? And <laughs> I'm not that old, but I'm old now. And people have, speak, have spoken to me in cable, which I find like very strange. Like people um, like who are like technically higher up. Uh, no, like, not necessarily high up. Actually, like they're, they're my bohais, so they're, oh, they're, they're, okay. they're like one year down, which is really weird because. So it should be normal then, right? Nah, I mean, I mean, I feel like to an extent it's because uh, it's my first time experiencing it. Because mm. like, I'm usually the younger one, right? And now that I'm fucking old as shit, mm-hmm. I'm not old. <laughs> but I'm all the shit now. Um, I'm just maybe not used to it. And I guess the second kind of reason is like, I don't really subscribe to this stuff. Like I'll speak in Kegel if like I have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously I don't really want to be pushing any limits, especially in a corporate environment or something. Yeah. But the thing is my boss, my bosses and like my coworkers are mostly Korean. So, you know, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but I, I guess um, if someone speaks to me in Kegel, I'll speak to them in Kegel as well. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay, okay. I guess is my, is my, Thing. I as no one needs to speak to me in like Kigo. I don't really like deserve it, if that makes sense. I'm not So this car. What do you usually use when you speak to people like, like casually? Casually? Yeah, just you speak Tamagotchi. Uh, it depends on how comfortable No, it depends on if they speak Tamagotchi with me. Oh okay, okay. If they do then yeah I'm all, I'm all out. Do if they don't then there's not it. Do you have a preference between the two? Uh, or are you fine with I think I'm fine with both. Like, do you think you're able to better express yourself in Tamaguchi or Keiko? The thing is, but Tamaguchi is a bit fucked. Like, it, like <laughs> what, not fucked as in like it's it's necessarily um, like worse, but I, I tend to. So if I listen to someone okay. speak for a long time, I'll tend to try and like some like subconsciously like incorporate their vocabulary into mine. Oh, okay. Like, okay. It's like you know how some people in English pick up other people's accents. Yeah. It's like, you know, you've lived in I'll Ireland for a while, so, you know, you start talking like an Irish person or someone, uh-huh. you know. Um, it's kind of like that. So, when I was in Kansai, like, my vocabulary was a bit weird. <laughs> I was like, Chawa. Chawa. Ahoka. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, all the Kansai people would be mad at me, but, um, yeah. So, I, I'm trying to consciously keep that in mind nowadays. Interesting. Uh, but it's still, yeah, very easily influenced, I'd say. I mean, that's, that's a normal thing, even, like, outside of just dialects and whatever. But, like, because... I noticed that if I start talking to someone a lot, um, it's mostly texting, because I, yeah, usually that only happens in texting. Wait, but wait, like, wait, 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 I, I can pull up a text right now, hold on. Um, remember this oh. text? Hold on, I was like, yo, this is like my influence. Uh, so from me? Yeah, yeah, from you, from you. Uh, you're looking through my DMs like this. No, no, that, no that's that, something I do, that's something I've done. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's something I've done. Maybe it's a misinterpretation. But, okay. 
Because I tend I'll, to send I'll the, give a yeah. little bit to you. Yeah. A little bit. Okay, but it's like yeah, it's natural it. for me, but recently I haven't been doing it as much. It's been accentuated. So you kind of like pulled it out again. But, okay, no, no, I'll take that. I'll take yeah, that. but like that kind of thing. So by the um, way, we're talking about, um, so uh, I text really weirdly. So I think you'll have like three types of people in this world that text. So you'll have the boomers or the millennials, same thing <laughs> at this point. And they, they text with like proper grammar and like they'll, they'll have like punctuation and then they'll you know capitalize yeah. proper nouns and all that. And you'll have like Gen Z and then you'll have me, right? So the Gen Z is like, you know, how young people text. But me, I'm just, it's a bit weird because um, sometimes I sound like a furry because I say ooh, oh a lot, like unironically maybe, or I'm not telling you. And I also do this thing where I put like an O with a colon afterwards, so it's like a surprise face. You, you also have that the O with the two dots Yeah, the o, it I think in, it's called otodemo or something in Japanese. I'm not sure what it's called in German. I think it makes an sound or something. I'm not sure, but it's the O with the two dots on top as a surprise face yeah. and it's just it's literally just a me thing like I don't like no one else does this um, until they've given in to me okay, <laughs> I've, I've seen my friend sometimes use my friend from the US sometimes he would do that with like, the two dots on top yo we should be connected we're yeah, like I think he uses brothers. the U though oh he uses the oh, come on <laughs> dude he's uh, he doesn't use, use it a ton but yeah I've seen it here and there um, yeah oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. But yeah, like certain kind of like, like call emoji, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It's like okay, it's like the faces, like the emojis that you use, but only using like text. It's like yes. For example, like uh, greater than period greater than. Yeah. As or like kind of squinting emoji, like all, I don't know. Or T underscore T. T underscore yeah, I use T T a lot. Uh, um, for calling face, but like, for example, the first one I said with the you know greater than period greater than that's something I picked up from one of my friends ah, for a bit. Okay. Uh, because I was texting him a lot at the time, and then I stopped using it after I stopped texting him. So I guess like, you know, this might be a nerdy thing to say, but there's maybe there's people who you know literally never change the way they text, mm. despite having all these influences, or really? maybe that you have people who are very easily influenced, like uh, me, maybe. I'm definitely very easily influenced yeah, by same. The people, the way people speak or text around me. I'm sure like this might be a weird, like really obvious, but I'm sure your your brain plasticity has to do with it, like how young you are. So I'm sure it's easier to convince a seven-year-old, like not necessarily convince, but influence a seven-year-old, yeah. than like a seventy-year-old, for example, <laughs> yeah, in an extreme definitely. case. Um, yeah. So maybe at some point, I, I think you're scientifically. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like your brain stops developing at like twenty-five. Like Something that's, like that. Yeah. That's like when it's fully developed. Yeah. yeah. So like maybe up to that point, like we're more, like neuroplastic, elastic. I don't know what the right word is, but. Inelastic. In elastic collision. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, no, inelastic pricing. Ooh. Speaking of, we don't have econ tomorrow, don't we? We do not have econ tomorrow. Hell yeah. Public I just holidays. have Japanese class because it's a makeup day. Ah, uh, good luck, good luck. Yeah. Do you have a test or? Debate. Oh, the thing you've been preparing yeah, for. Yeah, good thing. luck, good luck. Yeah. Yeah, but um, actually, I wonder what the scientific kind of background for that phenomenon is. Like, why is this, like, for someone who does change their way of speaking, not like, deliberately yeah. like naturally changes the way of speaking based on what who they talk to like I wonder how that happens it's just like we see that word so much that it becomes such a prominent part of our like vocabulary uh, uh, one thing I can think of right now is a uh, selfie so selfie was the word of the year or something it's like 2014 or something I don't mm -hmm. know oh, okay but like before that it wasn't a word mm -hmm. like selfie like what the fuck is a selfie yeah. it's a selfie you know but now we kind of use it I, I don't know if we use it nowadays but like it's, it's a normal word right yeah it's a, it's a regular word now yeah. yeah so I think it's like 
maybe if, if a new phenomenon or a new oh, actually this is really interesting in mm-hmm. so, uh, this, uh, there was like a weird I don't know why Japan's always behind with these kind of things but <laughs> yeah. after um, a certain period of time like outside of Japan yeah. I think in Taiwan mostly um, in Japan tapioca or like bubble tea boba tea pearl, boba pearls whatever you call that yeah. was a huge hit and so they actually had specific words for like going out to drink bubble tea yeah it's like habiru yeah. Which is which is really weird because you know obviously that's like a it's a popularity thing right it's like everyone uh-huh. you know loves bubble tea and therefore creates a word out of it and it gets popular because yeah. of Twitter or whatever so maybe that's yeah, maybe that is a thing it's out of popularity mm. so is it like people are using it so oh I'm gonna use it too yeah I've seen that but I think but at least from my personal experience I mean there is some of that I feel like it's a mix though of that and just kind of naturally like sometimes. For me, after I start, like I, there's like some words that I never use, I haven't used in a long time. But then the person I start talking to a lot has been, or, or like they just use that a lot. And then, like when I start speaking, it's like I, I'm not even like trying to use it because they're using it. It's just that this just feels like the right word in this situation. So it's kind of like what we we're talking about before with Japanese, how like mendokusai. Sometimes that's just the best word to use in that situation. Right. It just, I get that kind of, mo- I get those moments where it's like, this word that I've never used before, but they use, just kind of like, snuck its way into my vocabulary, and now it just feels natural to like, oh, this is the word I have to use here. I, I guess like, we're, we're kind of running out of time before one hour, so like, that's pretty mm-hmm. quick, by the way. Yeah, um, but, good. that's kind of, I think maybe that explains why, like, regional, like, for example, in Australia, you might have a certain, like, nickname, mm-hmm. or a word for, I think they call, um, like U-turns UEs or something. <laughs> Interesting. And like McDonald's Maccas. I, I oh, say yeah. that too. I know Maccas. Yeah. Whereas in the UK, I think they say like Mackies. If I'm not mistaken. I don't know. And in but the US, we just say McDonald's. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in Japanese, they say Makudo, depending on where you're from. But yeah, so maybe maybe that's how it comes up. Just people like like to put some names to things and people around them say yeah. And then so yeah. it becomes a word of the area. Yeah, and then eventually it just becomes a regular vocabulary word of like right. of uh, like a regular word of part of our vocabulary. Like Ooh, selfie. So like, if the word if no one said the word, then it wouldn't get popular. That's basically advertising, right? Like no by you said, saying it, you're advertising that word. That's true. Right. Yeah. By you texting that, you are advertising. Like for example, like Keck W or something like hovers. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like those are really good examples of that. Like, you know, popular Twitch streamers start using, like, poggers. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're going to say poggers too, right? <laughs> <laughs> I have, so. I actually have a good example of this. Yeah. So there's this emoji called Pogrompu in, okay. in my uh, Discord server with some friends I have. Uh-huh. Um, and it's like a bunch of friends. And so, I don't know if you'll be able to find it. Is, is it my spelling? No, 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 no. It's, uh, How do you spell it? P A G R O N P U, and it's it's literally I don't know if you can find it because it's just the name of an emoji oh. that we made up. Oh, okay, okay. So it's not. Oh wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So like, what? Well, it's not an original emoji, but yeah, you can't find it online. So it's wow. not it's not an actual okay, thing. Okay, okay. But the, this emoji in our server, like we can't describe what it means, but when we send it, we all know what it means now. And like, what? I didn't know. I was like. People were sending him pogromfu before, and I was like, "What does that mean? Like, what are you trying to say here?" Right. And then I was, and then I literally, I can literally pull up um, when I said this before, like later for next time. But yeah, there's literally a time when I was like, "I'm go- my mission is my goal is to learn what this means and like know how to use it." And eventually, like now, 
I can just normally use it. I don't know when to use it. Everyone knows what I mean when I use it. Wait, wait, and it's yeah, populized that's cool. within my server now. That's like pin. Oh, yeah. So you know like, what pin is? Yeah, it's a little like... Not kind of like, like the dog eye emoji, dog eye looking emoji, right? Yeah, it's, it's the sad one. Yeah. And ap apparently, well, actually just today, like maybe like two hours ago, Momoko was like, yeah, you used that right. <laughs> I was so proud of myself. You know? Yeah. That could be an interesting experiment to just like make up something completely new. Yeah, like a dumb and, dumb word or something. Yeah, then just use it. People ask, what does that mean? You it's explain, like, well, it means this. No, 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 you don't explain. You just you keep using it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it depends on how you want to do it, but like, if you, but like, I don't know, like you can use see if it gets popularized. Alright, you right. wanna do one right now? Like we can try it, we can make it. Alright, think of a word right now. Pro what, what what kind of or? <laughs> no. That might be a bit too difficult for Japanese people to say though. Like Pagrumpu. Pagrumpu. Yeah. We should, I think something for now to start off something short. Yeah. And something easy. And also like it has okay. Another important thing for this kind of thing, it has to be something that will be used and can be can be and will be used frequently. Because right. like for example, selfie, that's only popular because people had a use for it, Right. the word. Pogrompu, well partially, it was a small small community, so like, you always see it around when people are using it. But it's also like, it represents an emotion that is very like, useful. <laughs> I, I still can't, don't understand I it, cannot yeah. explain it, you have to just learn through patterns. Okay, okay, I'll hop onto that Discord server this <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. So we have to think of something that's like actually used. Actually used. Okay, hold on. Let me look at my notes. An emotion or a thought or something like that or a reaction. Okay, so in other words, you got to describe something. Yeah, it has to describe something. Either. How about describing to listening to this particular podcast? How do we feel? How do we feel listening to this podcast? No, like the very act of listening to this particular podcast. This particular podcast. Ooh, I don't know. Wait, wait. This this sounds like a like a real word. So I'm gonna Google it. Boom! All right, let's let's do this. Ah, uh, no, but it sounds similar to this though. Do you, uh, do you want to make a expression, just a simple expression, verb, adjective? Oh, you know another thing. Um, jet is. It has become an adjective. Like jet in, black or? No, to describe my personality and like the way, no. just like me overall. And this has happened multiple times, like. It happened in like middle school, high school. I mean, most of my friends were the same in middle school, high school, because I went to um, it was a, you know connected. But people would just describe me as like I don't it's it's just like who I am. Um, mostly about like the active side of me, it's so, like running, jumping around a lot. Mm. Um, but kind of just like my overall personality, just my name has become an adjective to describe a me type of person. And this happened again recently after moving to Japan and like the friends I have now, like they s created it into, they, like they made my name into an adjective, like not knowing that I had had friends who've done that before. Wow, like, so it's like a recurring thing. Yeah, and so like, and, you know, they, they actually use it. Okay, so, so, so maybe so we'll, that we'll leave with that then. To you don't have to do that, we can, you know what, oh, we yeah. can come back next time and yeah we'll come up with one yeah come up with one for next time for sure for sure talk about that that, that was like more than now it's pretty quick how did yeah, you feel how did one you hour i expected it you know i, I was a bit nervous because like i don't know today i was just really tired and i was like same, same, am i really going to be able to think of things to talk about and do you worry about those kind of things i do worry about that kind of thing with okay. certain people so like 
there are certain people who I know that whenever I talk to them, conversation just kind of moves or kind of flows smoothly. Um, and there are other people who I either know that it might not, or I'm just not certain because I haven't really talked to them much. And so like I, yeah, I do have those worries of like, am I going to be able to talk properly? And especially doing a podcast, like I've never done a podcast before, right? So I mean, hey, you, you've done one. I've I don't done know. One to tell now. you, I don't know. To tell you, you done one. Well. It's gone well. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good kind of. Uh, it's good for like forcing yourself to just start talking and just kind of thinking, get your mind moving too. I feel like I'm already kind of good at that. Like I actually feel like I should be doing the opposite, which is like learning to shut the fuck up sometimes. I do. I. I mean, I can relate to that too. Like, since two years ago. You know, I'll talk about that next time. There's something that ha- interesting happened to me two years ago. Um, but yeah, since two years ago, I, st- I just started kind of like thinking about everything more. Like life, society, everything around me, myself, uh, people's interactions, how like people act, human nature, that kind of Psychoanalyzing thing. Psychoanalyzing people. Yeah, everything. This girl's making a, wearing a different brand of perfume today. <laughs> I wonder what this means. Maybe she ran out. Oh, yeah, and just like, well, like, yeah, being a more observant in general. Right. About, like me and my surroundings. Um, yeah, so I, I can relate to that. I can relate to that. Interesting. All right, all right. I think we'll leave it at that. Yeah, we're yeah, yeah. five minutes over time, and <laughs> but yeah, so maybe we want to do this like regularly if you're free on sometime on the weekend. Yeah, sure, week, sure. Weekday maybe. But yeah, all right. How do we sign off then? We sign off. Oh, no, no. Maybe we'll do we'll do like a cyclical thing where we like we do uh-huh. the same thing at the start. <laughs> hold on, hold up. Okay, 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 okay. All right, okay. So do you wanna? I'll introduce myself first. I'll, I'll be like this. You go first. Okay. All right. This is Kaz. And this is Jet. And this was the Peak Podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll, we'll get it right next time. We'll get it right, we'll get it right next time. time. All right, we'll see you guys. Bye.